Hello listeners, and welcome to episode 5 of Retrospective Replay, a serialised deep dive podcast looking into video games. This is season 2, Metal Gear Solid. My name is Ian, and with me tonight is Michael. Hello. Hello, Ian. How are you? How you did? No. Uh, I was going to ask uh, you. <laughs> I'm okay. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm not too bad. Can't complain. How's, how's the weather? It's a bit warmer mm, now. No, it's all right. It's midsummer's today. Midsummer's yeah. day, June twenty first. Although who knows who's watching, listening to this? But this gives it away now. When we record it, maybe I shouldn't say that. Nah, we always we always tell people we're sort of four five weeks ahead. It's fine, yeah. uh, no problem. We'll start with socials. So just remind people because I'm not putting it on the end anymore. Although I do, I did re-listen to episode one as I always do, just to make sure that I was happy with it. And I felt like the end cut off a bit abruptly, so I need to find an outro for episode two onwards. So I'll be doing that this week. Mm-hmm. Um, just to remind people that we're on Twitter as at Retro Replay Pod, and you'll find us on Facebook as retrospective replay so just give us a follow and a like on there we have a discord server which i've had for a while i was going to use a future plans but i think i'm just going to put the link out there for people so if you want to join the discord we'll be we'll be there come out say hello and finally the competition should still be running there should be pictures now of the prizes okay i think we said last week about the way they're nothing amazing but it's still pretty cool you know so the winner will get metal gear solid mug and coaster and some runner-ups will get some retrospective replay coasters cool. which everybody wants yes they are, they are super cool i was trying to think i listened to episode one and there was a couple of patch notes actually i had two patch notes to mention which we haven't really? patch notes for a while yeah yeah okay so in episode one I had mentioned about how deep the basement was, and I did some quick maths, but my quick maths was very wrong. I'd said the basement was 10 floors, uh, 100 floors at 2.5 meters, and I totaled it to 250 meters. That's not right. This giant basement would be 2.5 kilometers down, so that is a big, big basement. Yes, that's quite a depth. Yeah. Have people ever even dug that far down? Like, what's the deepest man-made hole? (sighs) God, I don't know. I'm sure Google can help us. Okay, so the it's the Cola Super Deep Borehole, which has the world record of 12,262 metres. So yes, man has went that deep before. What did they drill it for? An oil field. Yeah. All right. Of course. It's in Russia. Hmm. I, I wouldn't want to fall down that. Is it in Russia? Yeah, it is. Timmy's falling down the well. If it was me, it would take me 49 seconds to fall down that hole. It's quite a long time. Yeah? You'd have time to think about your life in 49 seconds. Actually, I'm saying if that was me, it, of course, it's the same for anyone because mass doesn't change your free fall speed, does it? it? Just It's shape that changes the free fall speed. Yep. Uh, oh, and also, the second patch note was about Paddy Ashdown. Oh, he was in the special air, uh, naval service, wasn't it? Or the SBS. Like the special boat service. That's the one. That's the one. Yeah. But I'm assuming it's a very, very similar sort of regiment. I'm assuming it's like the Navy SEALs. Yeah. Um, you know, it, they do a lot of black ops and things. So, of course, it's very similar. But that was it. That cool. was the two. 
Well, that's all I had. Right, so on to episode five, um, I think when we finished last week, had we just beat the cyborg ninja who turned out to be Grey Fox? Yeah, and we were speaking to Otacon. Otacon, yeah. Because he yeah. liked anime and he likes Meryl. Yeah, and she's got a nice ass. <laughs> basically. A, a cute behind, I think that's what they said. Mm, yeah. We reload in Hal's lab and there's no music and there's just some background noises and it kind of just sounds like whirring and computers and things, doesn't it? Yeah. We have to leave. We go back to the way we came, back into the corridor of gas. And now we've got the new level four access card. We can access an extra door just to get some extra grenades. But if you go round the corner as to where the gun cameras were, you will find some night vision goggles, some NVGs. Did you manage to pick those up? Yeah, I picked them up straight away because I knew I would need them later on. All right, that's good. So the only way to go is back to the lift, and we call the lift to B1 to go find Meryl. So as you come out on B1, the music, the Mantis hymn, begins to play again. The guards are back, and they're in the same positions as before, so it's probably advisable to go to the toilets first and take out that guard to stop him finishing using the toilet and coming back out and... You know, maybe maybe spotting you, so it's worthwhile taking him out first. Then moving down, like or south, into the big room with the the smaller rooms around it, and now you find two guards instead of one, and one of them has a funny walk, and you know, clearly, clearly that's Meryl, right? Yeah. Although I just um, waited until they went into the female toilet, really. Right. Oh, did you? I went and just waited until that guard walked into the the female toilets. And then I walked in behind them. But then when you walk, when you find them in the female toilets, um, you walk down to the cubicle and there's just a pile of clothes. And then the next thing she's like free, uh, you know, she's behind you. Right. Um, yeah. Well, what I did was I ran in front of her. So she spotted me. And then when she spots you, she runs into the female toilets and you can catch her in the toilets. And, you know, there's an Easter egg if you get there fast enough. No, what's that? So if you get to the cubicle fast enough... Meryl doesn't have time to change her clothes in the cutscene, so she's basically stood there in her underwear again. Oh, uh, okay. They, let, they really love to render her in her underwear. I didn't realise that there was more than one way of having her, um, finding her, but I, I had always remembered when I played it before that that's how I found her. Just waited for mm-hmm. one of the guards to go into the female toilets and then followed her in. And then the door magically opened once she'd walked in. You could follow her in before you couldn't. Uh, I, I didn't realise that, actually. I didn't realise it was the second way. I've always just played it to capture her attention and then she runs in the toilets. If you kill Meryl, if you come up behind her, say, and break her neck, you get an in, uh, instant mission failed. Yeah. She goes into there, as you say, her claws are on the toilet and she points a gun at Snake and tells him like, the freeze not to move and it goes into the cutscene. Meryl has the gun pointed at Snake and states this is the second time she was able to sneak up on the legendary solid Snake. She loads the weapon and Snake turns around and Snake states that she couldn't pass for a man for very long because she's so feminine. Meryl says it's a waste of time hitting on her as she was given psychotherapy to destroy her interest in men. What is that about? Uh, I don't I don't know. But basically, if she's a soldier, she can't be interested in men. What happens if she was a lesbian? I don't know. I don't think they thought about that back in the 90s. Yeah, no, I guess it didn't. Unless, unless she has to put her sexual preference down on her application form and then they destroy her interest in whatever. But then again, it, this is all kind of sexist again because he's like, oh, I didn't think you could pass for a man for long anyway. 
And yeah. then she's like, oh, are you trying to hit on me? Snake continues and asks her if she is hurt, but Meryl says her disguise had worked and no one had spotted her. Snake is then confused as to why she changed out the uniform. And then Meryl has this really weak excuse, doesn't she? And she says, I'm tired of disguising myself. But she's literally in a situation where she needs to disguise herself. Mm. And then she says, actually, the truth is that the uniform smelled like blood. But if it smelled like blood, does that mean it's not covered in blood? And then if it's covered in blood, wouldn't another guard be like, huh, why is the uniform covered in blood? Uh, No, no, because those other guards would have been like, oh, just a box. I don't think they'd have picked up on that. No, well, they've got 180 IQ, Michael. Yeah, these are the same guys who get fooled by a guy running around in a cardboard box, so I wouldn't go too far trying to think about what they'd pick up on. (laughs) True. As Meryl turns, the camera focuses on the tattoo on her left arm, and Snake asks what it is. She says it's a paint tattoo and isn't real. She got it because she was a fan of Foxhound and because her uncle and Snake were in. She calls them heroes, but Snake tells her there are no heroes in war. All the heroes he knows are either dead or in prison. Meryl says to him he is a hero, but then Snake has a small speech about winners and losers in war, but ultimately it is the people who win. She then wants to know if Snake fights for the people, but Snake tells her no, he fights for himself. He has no goals in life, and the only time he feels alive is when he's on the battlefield. And this is basically what the Colonel was saying to him in the briefings, wasn't it? Yeah, but Snake was like, oh, I don't need it. I want to just um, go with yeah. my huskies. Yeah, exactly. So was he just, is this a, was he lying then? Is this an oversight? Is this a plot hole? Is this like how the eagles in Lord of the Rings could have just flown the ring to the to Mordor? No, I think it's that he doesn't want to do it, but that he kind of realizes that that is what, he's not trying, I think he's, yeah, I don't know, he's accepted it. And also I think he's trying to say to her that this is what being a soldier is. I just want to clarify, I don't actually think that's a, a loophole. I think that uh, a plot hole. I think that really winds up Lord of the Ring fans. Because I believe in the books that it's addressed. Oh, where the big eagles come and fly at the end. Yeah, I think in the book that's actually addressed, but it's not in the film. Because, you know, Hollywood adaptation. Maybe you'll have Lord of the Ring fans now um, emailing you. To, these are um, Ian's thoughts, not mine. I think the <laughs> Lord of the Rings trilogy is a masterpiece. <laughs> Snake steers the conversation to why Meryl didn't contact Snake, and the reply is that a codec broke, but he didn't seem to believe her. Hmm? I was going to say Samuel L. Jackson will be around your house. That's Peter Jackson. (laughs) 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 I wouldn't mind if Samuel L. Jackson came around to my house. He'd be like, hey. (laughs) Mother fathers, it's a family-friendly podcast. Meryl wants to know how Snake spotted her in disguise, and he says, I never forget a lady. You've got a great butt. I mean, really? Really? That's not smooth at all. It's not smooth at all. I mean, it's about as smooth as a concrete milkshake. It's just, uh, it's just terrible. They then talk about the negotiations and how there's no progress, and they come to the conclusion that Metal Gear needs destroyed or the launch requires to be overridden. Snake asks her if she has the cards, but to Snake's surprise, she only pulls out one key card, and he speculates as where the other two might be. Meryl then asks to go with Snake to destroy Metal Gear, but he is worried that she'll slow him down, but she says, if I slow you down, you can shoot me. 
which is such a lame line, isn't it? Mm. She then has this small little dialogue about herself, saying how she's not like the other girls. She doesn't like looking in the mirror and wanting to be a soldier. However, this wasn't her dream, and she wanted to understand her father better. Now she wants to change. Snake tells her to take a good look at herself in the mirror, as it'll be the last time for a while. He tells her that this isn't a training exercise, and that if they lose, they are worm food. Snake turns the attention of the famas that is on the ground, and if it's functioning, but is out of ammo, because, you know, it's not like Snake's carrying 200 rounds of ammo on him, and he could have just went, here, have 100 rounds. Oh, actually, there's famas ammo in every single office of this place. He then asks her about a desert eagle, and says to her, and again, he says to her, what, yeah. isn't that gun a little big for a girl? I mean... <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's, again, sexism is rife in this game. I didn't realise it was so much, but... Nor did I. And then she tells him that she is more comfortable than a gun than a bra. Okay? Um, She then steers the conversation towards the action plan and that they must go through the commander's room to the north. She passes us a level 5 action card and we move to gameplay. I thought it was very interesting, actually, because um, you can get the... The armory, wasn't there? A st- is that where you got your soaking pistol from? Or did you get in the back of the truck? No, I got it from the back of the truck. I got it in the back of the truck as well. But she said, oh, she got her uh, Desert Eagle from the armory, but there was a soaking pistol there as well. And then um, that's what Snake got. He didn't get that from there when I was playing, so that didn't make sense to me. We now leave the toilets. Oh, so when I was in the toilets, I called some people. Um, did you call anybody? Nah, I've kind of... St- I've the only person I call at the moment really is Smiley. When I call Campbell, Snake tells him that Meryl's okay and he's really happy about that. And then he tells Campbell that she's quite a woman. And then they have a little conversation about how all the world's a stage, you know. So it's a nice Shakespeare line. So it's a nice little bit to link Vagrant Story and Metal Gear together. Well, there's a couple of um, Shakespeare things in Metal Gear Solid. There's the mailing quote from last week and there's a couple of other, I think, Shakespeare um, quotes as well that come from mailing. Rangmaster, and he said, talks about the card keys, and then tells us to hurry. Rang Nastasha, and she says, "You found Meryl Harasho," and she really rolls that R like that, and it sounds really weird. And all Harasho is, it's Russian for good. Um, so she's saying you found Meryl good, but she just pronounces it really strangely. And then I rang mailing, and she said the Colonel was so happy that he couldn't contain himself. Actually, I think if you bring her back, there's a bit of an Easter egg, but a unique dialogue where Malin gets annoyed that you're a pervert because you're in the woman's toilets. Oh, okay. No, I didn't ring her in the toilets. So now we leave the toilets, and Meryl says that she'll be the point man, even though all she does is run into the centre of the corridor and stands there. They also talk about how the music has stopped and there's no guards. And if you move down south to the room there, there's a couple of extra doors we can access with a level 5 keycard. And there's some new items, and there's a cardboard box B, and there is some diazepam, which we'll use soon, well, mm. next week. If you try to go up the lift, Meryl tells you not to do it, so we move back to Meryl. Even though she said she would be the point man, we have to be the one to run to the door and move north. You said we'll use the diazepam next week. Oh, no. Yeah, you're right. We, are, we will use the diazepam tonight. You are totally right. We go through the door, and as the screen loads in, the Mantis hymn starts to play again. And then we're presented with a second door to go through. And as we approach it, Meryl falls to the ground and starts to complain about her head. My head. Oh, it hurts. 
The camera then starts to cut around many times showing inside of the room and we see some statues and some paintings. The camera then flies around the room, a bit like a ghost, and then the screen fades white. When it fades back, Snake asks Meryl if she's okay. She stands up and says that she's fine, but her voice now sounds different. It's slightly muffled, like talking from behind a mask. I'm fine. We move into the room and the doors close behind us, and you can run around it for a bit, can't you? And it's and it's yeah. empty basically. Meryl then runs off on her own into the centre of the room. She then screams and points a gun at Snake. She walks towards Snake, asking him questions, such as Do you like me? and telling her to make love to her. Snake backs away, but notices a figure that appears behind Meryl and asks who it is. I mean it's pretty obvious because he saw him like an hour ago and Naomi even said yeah. it's Psychomandus. It also doesn't make sense because, you know, nobody makes love to Snake. You, you know, you strap yourself in and you feel the G's. <laughs> I can't remember what that's a quote from. <laughs> that's the Simpsons again. Is it? <laughs> that's Homer. Or when he's Max Power. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it all goes back to the Simpsons. It's all connected. We're going to have to start a Simpsons podcast next. Although I think Four Finger Discount has us beat. Do they? Uh, uh, four finger discount Australian podcast about the Simpsons. It's it's actually very good. It's highly recommended. Did it go into a deep dive? Yeah, they um, they, they generally take somewhere between like half an hour and forty five minutes to do discuss an episode. You know, that's like twenty six minutes long or whatever they are. That's not a lot of time. It's if not too bad. I think we could. I think we could do two hours on an episode of the Simpsons. <laughs> we can try. Oh, wait, there's the Simpsons game. Yeah, hit and Run. Hit and Run is apparently the best ever Simpsons game. I've never played it, but apparently it's I ha- great. I have played it, where you can get the different cars and stuff. Yeah. I, I don't know. Like I said, when I played it, I just hear that it's great. Okay. The voice, who is clearly Mantis, then states, huh, you don't like girls? And then gameplay resumes. So we're in the commander's office, and Meryl is pointing a gun at Snake, and then the codex starts to ring straight away. If you answer it, it's Roy, and he says not to use the weapon and try to knock her out. So basically, you just keep punching her. <laughs> you know, um, not only is Snake sexist, he's also a woman beater. I did something wrong there. I choked her out. I thought it would <laughs> knock her out, but it killed her. <laughs> <laughs> and you feel the mission. Snake, answer me. Yeah. Snake. I think you can flip somebody over a few times and eventually. You can flip her over a few times, and that, but that took a bit too long. So then the next time, I tried to choke her, and that didn't work mm. um, because I killed her, and then the, I just punched her, and that worked quite well. You, you've got to hit her quite. She can really soak them punches up, mind. Yeah, but it is like a three-hit combo. I think you hit her like three or four times, so like three or four combos. So she takes like nine to twelve hits to knock her out. Yeah, she's a trained soldier, though. Yeah, I suppose. We don't condone violence against women, or anybody, for that matter. We do not. Retrospective replay does not condone violence. Stay in school. Don't do drugs. Don't yeah. smoke. But yeah, I thought that you could um, knock her out by choking her, but that didn't work. The whole time, though, you can see Mantis flying behind her, can't you? Like, when he's in control yeah. of her. And eventually, when you knock her out, I think Mantis says, useless woman, and then he starts to show himself. So after that happens, you get a, like a mid-fight cut scene here, don't you? Yeah. Snake says to Mantis that he has optic camo and hopes it's not his only trick, which Mantis bites at the bait and then determined to show his power. So he starts to read our mind, 
which is basically just looking at the memory card, isn't he? So for me, did you write any of yours down? I did, yes. So for me, he called me a methodical man who kicks his tyres before he leaves. I got the same thing. I'm a highly skilled warrior suited to a stealth mission. No, I don't I don't think I got that. And then finally, he said I was careful of traps or a coward. Oh, yeah, he said to me, well, he said to me, you're a prudent person. But then he says your memory is completely clean. I don't know why yeah. he said that. Um, I'm not too sure. I think it's because we're playing it on an, an emulator. Maybe. Um, and if you had a memory card that had other games on it, he would tell you the kind of games you like to play and whatnot. Yeah, um, other Konami games. Yeah. There's also something then that's missing, because I believe back in the uh, on the PlayStation, um, he would move your controller. No, no, I think you're right. I think if you're using a DualShock controller... Yeah, if you're using a DualShock, he moves He it. would ask you to put the controller down, and he would then move your controller. Yeah. That does ring a bell. Yeah, you're right there, which I didn't get that dialogue. Yeah, because again, we're playing it on an emulator... I don't think it it wouldn't pick up that it was a that it had a controller with vibration in it. No, mine mine doesn't vibrate. I just can't seem to get it to work for some reason. I've not really tried though. Well, he ends it with the demonstration is over and the fight starts. And then when your fight started, did you get like a beep and then the whole game froze? Well, the screen went black and there was Hideo in the corner and going right. I didn't notice that in the corner. I probably was there. I just didn't notice it. Yeah, I thought the actually the game had broken, so I reset my game. Oh no, that's what he wants you to do. Probably. Yeah, no, that's the whole thing. Back in the old days, back in the PlayStation 1, it went black in it. it. But it was meant to be on one of those TVs where it was you had the input for video. Um, but it, it's Hideo. It's obviously it's right. a play on Hideo Kojima. Yeah. So yeah, if you look in the top right corner, I think, or the top left corner, one of the corners, it's um, green. Uh, H-I-D-E-O in green. But I knew that, so I just waited and then it cuts back couldn't remember, even though I only played it like two years ago. Just couldn't remember that bit. See, I played it 20 years ago and I can remember it. <laughs> That's how we started it and then I was like, it happened again. I was like, oh no, this is meant to do this. So when we resume, Mantis is invisible and he's very hard to hit. Um, he uses items around the room to attack you using telekinesis so the chairs and paintings and statues start to float around and hit us. But there's a trick. There's a couple of tricks actually you can use to defeat him. Well, there's three ways, I suppose. You can still hit him by not doing anything. You know, it's just really hard, but people have done it. The other way, the second way, yeah, I think you have to die first, and then when you reload, there's some statues with gas masks on, and if you shoot the gas masks off, that kind of allows you to hit him. And the other way is to use the second controller port trick, where you plug your controller into the second port. How did you manage to do it? What way did you use? I think I shot the gas masks off the statues. Then I also used my thermal goggles. And the last right. thing I did was I crouched down on the floor so the flying mm-hmm. objects would go over you, they wouldn't hit you. And then you yeah. can get up underneath and shoot them. Yeah, I used the second controller trick, but I mapped my keyboard to the controller port because I don't have two controllers. And I played them using the keyboard and it was a bit difficult to be fair. However, during this fight, at some point, Meryl gets up again and you have to beat her down once more. Eventually, you get his health down and you beat him. And when you beat him, did he like fly back really far for you, like sort of 20 feet? Yeah. But for me, he went back a little bit and got caught on the desk and then just did this motion like on the desk, like spinning around and it was quite bizarre. The codec then rings, well, we're taken to the codec screen and Snake tells Roy that Meryl will be okay. And he asked Naomi 
if the brainwashing should wear off now that he's beat Mantis. She confirms that it will, but then questions Snake as to why he went out of his way to save her. I don't know, it, it's, it seems like a funny thing to say. He didn't really go out of his way to save her. He beat her up so that he wouldn't get killed, didn't he? Well, no, I think that Snake is quite a good person at the end of it. Yeah, deep down. He doesn't want to kill people for the sake of killing people, does he? Yeah, no, he doesn't take pleasure in killing people, I don't think. Uh, he doesn't. I think he genuinely wanted to be out of it when he was going up to Alaska doing his huskies. Snake is a good guy, I think, at, at the base of it all, despite the fact he's a bit sexist. Naomi continues to say it was for Campbell's sake, or is it because he likes her? And he replies to say that he doesn't want anyone to die in front of him. And she says that since when did someone dying bother Snake? I mean, she's just clearly jealous. That's the problem, isn't it? Or she's got something against Snake. I think she does. Or does she? Because she also said that he could strip search her. Eh, I don't know. Maybe she's just trying to use him. Or I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? Well, we know. But we're not going to give away spoilers. The colonel interjects, stating Snake has killed people, but he does have a heart. And Snake tells him not to worry, because she's right. The screen closes, and we see Snake approach Mantis, who was lying on the ground dying. Mantis says, so you used the other. Presumably this is a fourth wall breaking thing, talking about using the other port. Did he say that to you or not? No. Ah, I see. Well, that's pretty cool. So I used the other port, and it added that bit in, and you didn't get it. Mantis says he wasn't able to read the future but will now do it for Snake. He tells Snake how to get to the maintenance base through the hidden door behind the bookcase and to go past the communications tower towards the maintenance base. Snake asks Mantis as why he's saying this, and Mantis says he has read the minds of many people in his life. As he says this, Snake removes his gas mask, and Meryl gasps as she sees his face and says, Oh, gross. Which is a pretty horrible thing to do, isn't it? The guy's on the floor, and he's dying. Snake takes his mask off, and she's just like, Ugh. Well, hold on a minute. A moment ago, he was controlling her, and then trying to get her to kill Snake, and trying to get her to blow her own brains out. So, you know, I think, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. Yeah, you're right. Mantis continues to say that he has read everyone's mind and everyone has one single obsession, which is to have children. However, Snake is different. He is the same as us. Do you think he means Foxhound? Well, yeah, but I think the, he doesn't say that it's everyone's desire to have children. I think it's the desire to pass on one seed. I yeah, what well, he means have children. Yeah, I know, but I think it's a good way he puts it. Quite interesting. He has a very small diatribe about humans bringing each other pain and hatred. Well, I mean, I think this is all tied with as well. And you think about genome soldiers and you think about how, you know, all of this, it it ties in with the idea of the selfish gene. And the only reason that people have do anything is to is to further their own seed to, to put their genes into the future. And that's I think that ties in with this. You don't you're right there. He explains his own background about how his father hated him. His mother had died in childbirth, and now his father hated him for it. At some point, he blacks out, and then when he regained consciousness, he had burned the whole village down. He then tells us that he went along with Big Boss's plan only so he could kill people, that he has seen true evil in the world, but Snake is worse than him. That's really harsh, isn't it? Yeah. He's like going, I only want to kill people for fun, and I've seen true evil, but you, you're the worst. I'm not so bad compared to you. (laughs) Yeah. Mantis then says he read Meryl's mind and sees that Snake has a large place in her heart. However, he doesn't know if their futures lie together. They only met like five minutes ago. 
Yeah, I mean, but then we, again, you know, we know what happens later down the line. So, well, it, it, is this coup de foudre? No, 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 no. It's what he says, though. That what Mantis says about him that he knows stuff. Does he know about the future? Does he kind of, I don't know. Yeah, it's but I'm saying a, like, but right now is is it not love at first sight? Is it not coup de foudre from from Meryl? Maybe. Well, I don't know. Is it love at first sight for her? I think it's more kind of, um, you know, she's got a crush on him or a. Um, yeah, I don't think she's actually in love with him. Because she's grown up idolizing these people. Foxhound. Yeah. Um, and now, you know, it's like hero worship, maybe in a sense. And now then she gets to meet him in the flesh. Mantis then asks Snake to put his mask back on as it stops other people's thoughts from entering his head unwillingly. With his final act, he opens the door for Snake in his final words being, it feels nice to help others. Mantis dies. Snake stands up and ushers Meryl to leave. Meryl starts to doubt herself and Snake tells her not to, but to learn from it. Meryl then starts to question Snake about his past, such as his name and age, but he doesn't give any answers. She asks about other people, but Snake tells her, other people complicate my life. And we finish with her calling him a sad, lonely man. That's a bit harsh. We then go back to gameplay and we get a nice little stat increase after defeating the boss. So when you get a stat increase, what do you get? You get all your health gets replenished and you get extra health, don't you? Yeah. And did you also notice your maximum ammo counters go up? Uh, no, that's a weird one. Every time you do that, for instance, if you want to call it a level after you defeat the boss, you can get more ammo of everything, more grenades, more ammo. So it tops out quite high, actually. Then Meryl goes and takes point again. However, so tonight is a, um, it's new grounds for us on Metal Gear, isn't it? So we're going to cover two bosses. Yes. So on to the next area. If we move north and go down some little stairs, if you double back on yourself, there's a couple of hidden items, some bullets and rations. Ultimately, you need to push north up through the door to take us into an outside area. As Snake and Meryl move outside, there are some howling sounds in the background, and Meryl asks if they are wolves. Snake replies to her and says they are half wolf, half husky, and he knows this because he's a musher. Meryl then takes point and moves forward, but all that really means is, is that she moves to the end of the whole place, so you don't have to watch her run around. But we have to run around, and it's a bit of a confusing little area really, isn't it, at first? Yeah, it is, and you've got to crawl down and get through some... Yeah, it is to work out where you're going. To transition between the rocky areas, you have to lie on the ground and crawl forward. And it's really hard to see, so you're advised to use your night vision goggles. So the wolves are everywhere, and you don't have much choice, do you? You have to attack them. Yeah, because they're aggressive against you. Eventually, once we get through, we get to Meryl. And as we get there, all the wolves are kind of sat around Meryl, and there's like heart symbols coming off them, isn't there? Yeah. So they like Meryl. So they like Meryl. But then she says to him, I thought you were good with dogs. And then, you know, there's a little secret thing here to, so the dogs don't attack you anymore. Do you get a handkerchief or something? Mm, maybe you do at some point. However, if you punch Meryl and quickly equip your cardboard box and you've got to be really fast, you've got to hit her and equip it, she whistles and the little husky puppy, wolf husky puppy comes over and weighs on the box. Then, uh-huh. once you have the box equipped... The wolves won't attack you. But of course, you can't transition between the areas with that box on because you have to crawl and you can't crawl in the box. So it's just a bit of a waste of time. Well, it's not a waste of time. You just crawl and you put it back on because even if they go aggressive and you put the box on, it will interrupt their attack. Oh, okay. So it's not too bad. No. So the only way to move now is through the next door. And as soon as we get through, we get a little scene. Meryl stops us from moving and says there's mines placed. 
Snake says to her that we can't use the mind detector because the radar's jammed. And she says to watch this and she walks through a puddle and then walks like round the mines and you're meant to follow the footsteps. But if you wait, the footsteps will actually disappear. You know, they like dry out. However, you can just equip your thermals and see them or or just do what I did and just crawl on the ground and pick the mines up. It's Mm. totally pointless. Yeah, but I think it's a nice touch. When she gets to the end, though, she says that uh, Snake asks her how she knew where the mines were, and she says that when Mantis dove into her mine, she saw where they were placed. When we get to Meryl, we go into a cutscene, and we see a scope pointed at Snake and Meryl. A laser then tracks down Meryl's body to her leg and shoots her. She falls to the ground, and she's shot in the other leg. She then reaches for her gun. I don't know why, because, yeah. you know, if a sniper's shooting her from probably about 200 metres away, what are you going to do with a pistol? She's never going to hit that. But she gets shot in the arm as well. Snake screams out to Meryl, and Meryl tells him to run. And she says that she's just a rookie after all. She says to him that she is bait, and she knows that they're after Snake. She asks Snake to shoot her, but he refuses. And she just wants, she starts just like, I'm not sure what you call it, like, you know, bargaining, not bargaining with God, but, you know, she starts to say, I'm a fool, I want to be a soldier, save yourself, go on living, don't give up on people, don't forget about me. Yeah, I think it's the idea that, you know, she regrets that she's in this situation now, it's war is stupid, and, you know, being a soldier isn't all it's cut out to be, she realises, well, she thinks she's going to die. Yeah, she does, and she might. I think as well, in this case, the, the sniper could have shot Snake straight away. Yeah, of course I could have. Because she had the shot on him. When you look at the scope, it was first on Snake, and then they moved to Merle. Maybe they like wanted to to emotionally destroy Snake before physically destroying Snake. Maybe it's an emotional sniper rifle. Or they wanted she shoots you in the fields. Or they wanted to take her alive. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. As Merrill is saying all these things, you hear the codex sound, which like which is faint and then like builds up. And it goes to the codex screen, and it's Roy. He tells Snake that it's a trap, and it's a sniper's trick. And have you seen Full Metal Jacket? Um, no. With Private Pile. Well, basically, you know, you, you might know of it, and they, they're in the base, and they go to war, and this exact scene happens in, in Full Metal Jacket, where there's a sniper in a building that shoots someone in the legs, and then they keep shooting them and trying to draw them out. You know, but it's not probably the first time it's been done. I'm sure it probably is a real sniper's trick, to be fair. Well, it's a trick that I have used or that you can use in something like Call of Duty. Warzone, for example, you have a team, you shoot one of them with the sniper rifle, but you down them, and then you just wait with the gun for the other people to come out and revive them, and you shoot them too. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's a, I, I, it, it is a tactic, I'm sure, yeah, if you want I'm to sure use somebody as bait. Naomi says to him that it's Sniper Wolf, that she can wait for hours, days, or even weeks, and she's waiting for Snake. Snake tells the Colonel that he'll save Meryl, no matter what, and Naomi gets jealous again, and saying that he's a soldier, not a saviour. Snake, like, shouts back at her and says, I'm going to save Meryl, and I don't need an excuse. So we'll go back to the gameplay. Um, it is the boss fight, really, because, you know, Wolf, Sniper Wolf's health is on screen. You can't run towards Meryl or run up the walkway because you get instantly shot just like, uh, you know, without even Sniper Wolf trying to hit you. It's just something that happens as soon as you move up. You get you get shot and knocked back and you can't go f- past that point. If you phone some people, especially Otacon, 
Snake will ask him if he knows whether there's a sniper rifle, and he says there's one in the armory, which is all the way back to the yeah. second basement of the tank hangar. So we have to stop moving back. I remember that from the first time playing this, and it was a pain to go back to the armory. Yeah, it was not that far, though. Well, really, it's not that it? far, but I mean, it is a bit of a, oh, damn it. The one yeah. thing that I've had forgotten, though, that, that what, a blessing, were that the laser beams in that gas room that was halfway through was gone. Well, there's a couple of changes, isn't there? Yeah. So if you've done the box trick, you can get past the walls pretty easy again. Through the commander's room up the lift, you come out of the warhead storage area into the snowfield, and it's like there's been some sort of contractor that's been really busy because there's now new mines everywhere, loads of mines, oh, yeah. and some new gun cameras. I don't know how, how they got them up so fast because in gameplay time, it's only about an hour and a half to two hours maximum, real maximum. And they've managed to put up about 10 gun cameras. Yeah. But like you say, once you come out of the snow field, the, the lasers have gone and the gas, the gas isn't there anymore. And you call the lift and move down to basement B2. And there's new guards posted in the area. However, the sniper rifle is just in the top left room, so it's easy to get to. So then you have to grab that and trek all the way back to Sniper Wolf. Do you want to know something about the sniper rifle? Sure. It's a PSG-1, which mm-hmm. is actually a real sniper rifle. It's a, a sniper rifle. It's still in use today, I believe. It was manufactured by Heckler and Koch, which are a German company. Um, and it supposedly have been developed in response to the Munich 1972 Olympic massacre. So basically terrorists took all of these Olympians hostage. But the police didn't have the precision shooting capacity to neutralize the terrorists and save the hostages. So after that, the German police got this company to develop this sniper rifle. And this sniper rifle, I think, is still used by police and military today. So it's a precision sniper rifle, PSG-1. I think there may be new variants of it, but that's that's where it came from. Can you pronounce what it is in German? What what the PSG stands for? No. <laughs> Should we get Google to do it again? What does PSG stand for? We'll get Google to do it again. <laughs> Präzisionsschützengewehr. Präzisionsschützengewehr. No way. <laughs> no way. I can hear. I can pronounce the French words in um, Vagrant Story, but I, I can, I'm not doing this. I'm German. Nah, I've never learned German. I can say a couple of words in German. Wunderbar. Um, ich bin ein Berliner. Although supposedly that might also say that you're a jelly donut, but I think that's controversial as well. Um, and then Prost. That's cheers. Pretzischungsschützengewehr. Yeah. I didn't realize that that word means sniper rifle, so PSG means sniper rifle. Yeah, yeah. Precision shooting rifle. Okay, cool. Okay, so we backtracked all the way to the to the sniper rifle. Now we need to re-track, re-backtrack, push back on, and go all the way back to Sniper Wolf. It's actually probably about twenty minutes in total to go back and to go get the weapon and come back. Now we have to fight Sniper Wolf. For me, this is probably the hardest boss battle so far. Really? Yeah, she's always in cover, and I just find that the scope is so insensitive. It's so hard to move. Yeah, but I think if you just stay aimed down sight, you can see her moving, you can see her breath as well. Yeah. So you can see her breathing and she comes out and then you shoot her. Yeah. Um, it took me took me a little while to do it, but I did it. Uh, if you've got the diazepam before, you can use the diazepam to steady his nerves. Steady yeah. Snake's nerves, steadies the hands. Diazepam is also marketed under the trade name Valium. So Valium. Valium, yeah. It's um, NG-olytic. 
an angiolytic, so it's used to relieve anxiety and muscle spasms and whatnot. So that's why right. it would make sense to take diazepam. But not too much, otherwise you get addicted. Yeah. Was House addicted to Valium? House. Um, house. Yeah. MD House. Could have been. I think he was. I think he took Valium because he was shot in the leg. Um, so he had pains in his leg and he walked with a cane and I think he was addicted to Valium for the pain, from memory. I'm not sure if Valium was used for pain though. I guess it could be, yeah. I'll check that out and I'll, if I'm wrong, I'll add it next week's show notes. So, so that's it, really. We um, we fight Sniper Wolf, we shoot her, we shoot her more than she shoots us and then she screams and falls over. Ah. Um, then we get more health, but we're going to leave it there for tonight, I think. So... There's no, there's not too much to recap, is there? There's no real mysteries right now. No, there's not. The only mystery is when you come back, Merle is gone. Merle is gone, presumably taken away by the gods. Yes, but yeah, no, nothing really. You know, psycho. There's the whole psycho mantis thing. There's the Merle, Snake, will they, won't they, and then there's Sniper Wolf, who is the sniper. I mean, there's nothing really. You don't get anything about Sniper Wolf except that you find out that she's a really good sniper. Um, that she shoots Marlin and then you have to go shoot her. So. Yeah. So she's a really good sniper, but Snake is a better sniper. Despite the fact that he's not actually a sniper. Yeah, but that, he's Snake, that's the, so... That's the power of drugs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't do drugs. <laughs> Don't stay do drugs, stay in school. Okay, would you like to finish off with some wise words from the mailing? I would like to finish off with some wise words from mailing, but I, I also think that we, we, we didn't really give mailing a lot of coverage this week either. I mean, if you call mailing at this point, not not at this point, but after, as I was saving along, you get a bit of backstory on mailing, and it turns out that she wanted to be a fighter pilot at the start, uh, but she didn't want to kill people. I think mailing is a nice person. And then basically that this then she ended up working for like developing these tools and the radar and whatnot that Snakes uses. So you get a bit more backstory on mailing more when you call her. Um, and yes, and to finish on a mailing quote, she says, friendly counsel cuts off many foes. What that basically means is that a little bit of advice from your friends can save you a lot of trouble. So you should listen to your friends. And she said you should think about it basically in the context of the game. If you're in trouble or you need some information. Uh, use your codec. There's no harm in asking for help. Friendly counsel cuts off many foes. 